Dice Paper Roll is recorded on the lands of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back, folks. We're doing a second mailbag because we'd goofed up, probably. If you're hearing this, we goofed up, probably. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, welcome to another mailbag. Thanks for rummaging around in DPR's mailbag. Yeah, Greg um, did a better book. intro for the last one. So you can go back and listen to that one. Imagine yeah. I said it as eloquently. <laughs> um, you did a great intro, good. Jack. I'm always fishing for compliments, so it's good. Which um, is good. Which is why you always play undersea yeah. characters. Uh, <laughs> hey. You know when you beat Ben to a joke that things are bad. Um, <laughs> Well, my name's Greg Pickering, and I'll be playing Greg Pickering. Um, that joke was way better the first time mm, around, too. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Soft I'm start. My name's Ben, and uh, I, too, am a cast member of this podcast who will be talking about our own podcast. This is a real kiss on the dick kind of <laughs> concept um yeah i also edit and kind of co-produce the show i guess if you want to look i'm a i'm a human male <laughs> podcaster no no don't say that <laughs> it'll become too obvious okay we'll have to think about it too much um i'm jack i make all of the artwork except for when lauren does yeah, except for me. I'm Lauren Bock. Uh, I play the filthy casual of DPR. Uh, <laughs> so excited to be back here and see what people have been shoving in our slot. And I'm Dan. I play uh, Thandor and Hans in the two campaigns that we've got going and, uh, you know, sometimes DM. Um, and, yeah. Cool. Hashtag 20 levels. Yeah, nice one. Nice classic intro mm -hmm. there, Dan. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> throwback. Throwback to the real yeah, pod. I like it. Yeah, yeah so, good one. So if you've if you've keenly been awaiting this mailbag episode and we have no idea how long it's been since we released the last one, but we left you probably on a, about yeah. five minutes. Yeah, probably. We left <laughs> yeah. you on a bit of a cliffhanger talking about <laughs> um, how, can't help how remember that one. Can't oh, help it. How can yeah. I forget that cliffhanger? We oh. love a cliffhanger. <laughs> At least, at least, um, Tez, who asked the question, would have been like, "Ah, damn you! I asked you asked it, and then stopped the episode." So I don't know. Feel like that's a good place to start. Is um, as a DM, how do you how do you control the chaos, or do you even try? No, you don't. I suppress my emotions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Push you don't, it. Down. You don't suppress the chaos. Yeah, you encourage the chaos. Yeah, totally. The chaos is gold. That's where. That's where those. Those flinty nuggets just mm. pop up to the surface. How much of yeah. your DMing is a result of the things that you want to do or the things that you've seen other people fuck up at 
that made you just go, nah, I'm doing it my way this time? Oh, I mean, a lot of it is the result for me. A lot of it is the result of my previous fuck ups. And ah, I was reaching those. for the PB. Mm. Yeah, always trying to, well, no, I just learn. I try to learn from my mistakes and not, you know, shit in my own nest and, and just keep, keep doing, keep doing better um, every time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the chaos is the best bit. Like I, I want to encourage everyone to start the banter mm. and then you get, you know, you get, you get dog's milk and bookie wookies <laughs> and like all the good shit yeah, from yeah. just when it's just super random. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've come to the conclusion, like as much as I can write for as much as I can possibly think of, uh, the players are always going to make it infinitely better with and bring things that I never thought like never even crossed my mind and i so when those moments happen by people fucking around and just throwing ideas out there or just trying to make a small side gag and that kind of thing then not not allowing that to just be a gag and then it's like oh no no like forget about what what just happened mm -hmm. then for a moment you know actually yeah. go yeah no that happens mm. And then that that joke can continue on and that can build more and people can add to it so that it's not just a, a series of kind of one-liners, even though we do those all the time as well. Um, it's just uh, allowing for the, the people to influence the world because then that's, that gives the player better, you know, feelings of agency that it's not just oh, we're, we're just playing Dan's yeah. story. I can still mm. affect this and things can happen. And really, in the end, you're still going to end up at the bandit camp. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're, it's still going to happen. Yeah. So the things that happen along the way, along the way, who cares? Like, yeah. we were going to just, like, be on horseback for 30 minutes. Like, oh, cool. And, yeah. Great and story. And the players are... <laughs> Doing hand carts and hand handstands all the way or some mm, yeah. stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I think I I've found that I the games I have written too much. You can you can probably hear it at points uh through through the podcast, is that willingness to want to go back to that. And mm. and because there is so much chaos in the game, sometimes that can be quite hard to do. And so I've always felt my better games have been the ones that were a bit looser that just had the signposts along the way with a couple of descriptive moments and allows for just a lot more um collaboration yeah. i think as opposed to really being like nah this is the cool stuff that has to happen and that's been a big learning curve for me i think as a dm uh yeah. for a podcast because um but would you say that you yeah, started yeah. out like really overwriting it and sort of got loose as you went along or was it always an MO? The podcast? Your DMing experience. Or as a yeah. DM. My, as a DM. My first ever experience as a DM, I basically rewrote a fucking book series that I had read and just wrote down all these quotes and was just reading it at the guise of what happened. Jeez. And I had no real concept of what it was to to dm 
um, I learned pretty fucking quickly from there. <laughs> um, yeah, right. How I much did you actually get through that book? Oh, not very far. We never finished that game. Like that night was a disaster. Everyone was like, yeah, we're just going to go off and drink <laughs> beers. Is <and laughs> there anything off. sadder than a D&D failure? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it was, in a way, it was a really good learning curve, really. But, I mean, fast forward, yeah, 20 years to the podcast. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's changed. I haven't DM'd for the podcast for such a long time. I, I know that the yeah. chaos of it, I'm quite a, I do tend to be more of a controlling person, hey. I think, in. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> no one steps in to say, I'm glad you said that, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. ben. Ben. No, 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 that's, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I was not fishing. Um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the chaos. I didn't does... ask for your response, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking. Um, uh, your only feedback I will be accepting um, is praise. Continue. Yes, thank you. No, the chaos does scare me a bit. I and and I I learn a lot from the oh, way sure. and what I have tried to change is is from both uh, Danny and. Greg a, a lot and I like admire what those guys do a lot and um yeah the chaos scares me when I give way to it it's always great but it's always scary my um my, yeah uh, my favorite um because I've only dm'd like three or four times what is it like three times four I don't know it doesn't matter um and that and, and that's podcast episodes essentially not not like campaigns mm. um and um and my first po- my first time DMing was really on on stage at at Melbourne International Comedy <laughs> Festival, and um and the my favorite part of it was like I wrote all of this stuff at the beginning, and I wrote all of this stuff at the end, and I I knew where I wanted to start and I knew where I wanted to end, and then I wanted us to go to an open world pub, and. <laughs> I just, I didn't really write anything else in there. And, but I wrote a whole bunch of stuff for all of the characters in there. And, um, and then the uh, probably keen listeners would have listened, but eventually it became apparent that there would, that the mother of Jesus was in the pub. And, And then, and then it would turned out that Jesus was downstairs as well. But I had not planned for that at all. And I was desperately trying to avoid us having a combat. And certainly not with Jesus. <laughs> um, it was zombie Jesus. Like, yeah. Yeah, and, zombie Jesus. And like we had a break and in the, at the halfway mark and, and Emil comes up to me and he's like, you got you to gotta put zombie Jesus in the basement. Have you put yeah. it? You got to do it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Do you think really? Uh, I hadn't really planned to. He's like, "No, nah, you, you got to do it." And then I was yeah. like, oh, "Okay, all right." And so we get up. It was Easter there. time as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We Easter show. Oh, yeah. what it was on your brain, Jack? Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, um, I think I actually was the one that. Said oh, was about it? Zombie was it you? Because that's a Sorry. running gag in my family. Every Easter is about. Zombie Jesus, because he comes back to life. It's weird. Yeah, right. Uh, it is That's weird. Um, follow the yellow belly toad yeah. in our live apps. Such a good episode. <laughs> I, I, hats off to you, man, for DMing 
really for the first time ever in in front yeah. of a live episode. We we had one test game like the week before. Yeah, that's right. That was in the pod cave with microphones, but Greg wasn't there. Um, not to say that that doesn't that that diminishes the experience. Was shit, but yeah. was shit without me. <laughs> it wasn't the same. That was good. That was for sure. <laughs> It's actually pretty good. What <laughs> <laughs> about you, Lauren? Any aspirations to DM? Could you see yourself doing that? Uh, yeah, I think point? I, I think I could. I could definitely do that. I have no idea yeah. what it is or what you have to do. You keep talking about how you have to write stuff. Um, and I, it was weird when nah. you were describing it. It sounds very much. And why I think I asked the question about if you started off writing more and got loose as you went on, um, because I, I I see it a lot in when people st- start out doing stand up comedy, um, that they really tightly script their sets, um, and to the point mm. where like people will write in like ums and pauses and faces and things. Wow, wow. yeah, really? I've seen like full mm. scripts of stand up sets with like you know, make this face here, pause here, say it like word for word how you would casually say something. And I think it does kind of come wow. back to people just, yeah, yeah. Uh, does they just want to, you know, luck favors the prepared, that you want to make sure you go into something as prepared as possible. Um, and But unfortunately <laughs> in that preparation, you completely lose like the, the sort of live aspect of it, the reason that people are even there to see you, which is, you know, a it's a human voice in your ears or it's a, you know, human standing on stage. Um, and that's, that's exciting, you know? And I think, uh, the more you go on in stand up, the more that you realize that what you want to do is not go on stage. If you write like, you know, a hundred words, you have to memorize a hundred words. If you go up there with three mm-hmm. things that you know, you want to talk about, you need to remember those three, you know, and now you form like a set mm. list. So, that you might have eight or nine things that are just like one word that reminds you of an int- a three or four minute bit that you want to that you want to say, um, and that's why that's why a hand mm. is a perfect set list size. <laughs> um, so yeah. you write your set list on your hand such a- before you go on stage, so then you've got something. So I call it my Dumbo's it's- magic feather. I wish I'd had that as a concept. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. such a great way to think about it, though, because I think. Even in listening to you talk about uh, it's it's similar for for D and D, but using a stand up comedy term just for a minute there clicked. I was like, I've never really thought about. It. That's why preparing so much has often made me yes. anxious because it's like it never fucking happens. So then you got to yeah. stick to this thing, right? And yeah. you got to think, how do I get them back mm. to that? Rather than, and I have learned over the years. Well, who else might drop that information? Um, mm. But I've never really done the full like full game of improvisation and like i think you did one jack live in adelaide where we <laughs> used the phones to um yeah to generate the story oh, fine. yeah oh, that, that sounds terrible man I, I would oh. never do that in front of a crowd yeah. Fuck. <laughs> i cried so badly afterwards mm. i was i was in tears what? Like that's too much chaos. Yeah, for future reference. Like, well, but also for a, a happy like, medium you're a between fledgling that. DM. Like it's yeah, your third got, game yeah. ever. That's yeah. something that you know. I'm I'm not sure a lot of veterans. Let's be tried. honest. I just didn't want to do any prep, uh, yeah. did I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think I learned if that. You, I learned that I lesson. If you've, if you've got like 
a lot of experience behind you. You've got old tropes you can yeah. roll out at yeah. a moment's notice to make it a reasonable game, particularly just for an hour or whatever. But I think otherwise, you you know, like I, I'm super lazy and mm. always have been. And so it's been it's been a real benefit to me as a DM because I'll just write a few points like mm-hmm. the the points on the hand sort of thing and 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 move through those and and um and I think it, it if you just have those general points you're so much more adaptable yeah. to mm-hmm. whatever shit comes up and yeah. and honestly I often find like this there's, there's two things that happen like either the what they're what the players are doing will feed like you'll have an epiphany of how that feeds into your story anyway or how you can work it in or otherwise if they're totally off track they're like a bunch of toddlers you just let them go and they tire themselves out and then you just drop a little hook in front of them and they're like snack time and off they go onto the story the dungeon master is really about when to jingle the keys at somebody is that yeah yeah pretty much when do you jingle the keys yeah bandit camp come on come on come on let's go yeah, come on. Uh, Taco has asked a question which kind of maybe relates to that and you could probably speak to Taco. Greg. Taco. Taco. Um, asking Taco about, uh, I lost where I put it anyway, but it was asking about the difference as players. I'm not sure if there is a huge difference as players, but as a DM going from homebrew content to running a prepped Wizards of the Coast Ooh. module and so how you how you incorporate what you were just talking about in that context. Mm. I, I mean, because... Have you guys run a, a module before? Uh, I have, yeah. yeah. Like um, I did that um, I did that one called... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Grace of the... Um, mm-hmm. Wildebeest? Oh, oh, yeah, Grace of the Wildebeest. And, um, it's a good one. Yeah, Fancy. and in that one... You follow the beast through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you did Sunless Citadel, didn't you? Sunless Citadel? Uh, I did it a very long time ago when yeah. 3.5 first came out, but I did it recently for a different group, like a new group of players, um, which was uh, actually really lovely to be able to use a whole bunch of old D&D like DM tricks, bag of tricks mm. for new players because they had they had no the kind of experience of the game <laughs> at all. Um, and it was a bit weird to kind of be like, oh, I've got this in this room and this is in this room. It was, yeah, it was a little bit hard to wrap your head around something you haven't written. You've just mm. got to be prepared for it, I think. Um, and, and Yeah, and I was going- interested in how you find it because you're a really prep as a DM and – like as opposed to me who preps so little and I, cause it's got so much content in those prepared modules. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I find it useful. The reason I did at that time um, was because I was going into quite a busy period and I thought, well, I just can't be bothered homebrewing something for a bunch of people. So mm. they won't know any better <laughs> because they've never played before. So they'll still love it. I'll still make it great, but I won't have to really write anything. But the effort came from, being across somebody else's story. So even though there was a lot yeah. of detail in it, I still found it a bit, um, there was a bit of anxiety in wanting to get it right, even though they wouldn't know that mm. if I was getting it right or not. And I actually, after a couple of sessions, just started adapting stuff and doing things on the fly anyway and, and stealing encounters and 
um, and rolling with the punches um, as we went. And, and as you said, kind of, you know, dangling the, the snack uh, when you needed to in yeah, front yeah. of them, but I had not thought of it in those terms before. Yeah. Have you ever done that, Danny? <laughs> in those you... insulting terms. <laughs> <laughs> I... um, hello to my group if, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, I, I started uh, playing Out of the Abyss for um, a group of new players, which is mainly my brothers and a, and a couple of their friends. Um, oh. And we barely even got out of the first room because um, it, <laughs> it was just chaos. It was, it was more chaotic than what the podcast is. But... Uh, my that problem like was a challenge was it, it kind of it sprung up it sprung up in like a week and they were like oh actually we've all got time and we're gonna we'd like to play some D D. you guys were talking about because uh, i've been trying to get him to play D D for friggin years since we've mm. been playing in the podcast and then they finally acquiesced and we're like oh yeah cool we'll make some characters and that kind of thing but so i kind of had a short period of time so i was just like oh i'll just run out of the abyss and I'll just do the first bit. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And it, I ran into that same problem that Ben was just sort of saying about like when you're running your own campaign and you're making stuff up and or even just the fact that it's all up in your head, you're imagining this world and what the pl the places are and the people of interest and that kind of thing. It's just like easy to just pull that information out. Whereas when it's something that's written in a book, I just, I found like, I was like, oh shit, I actually don't know anything about this. I thought this was going to be a lot easier because I'd just be able to read the book along while we're playing and that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. no, you can't do that. <laughs> so I've been like reading that book to be like, oh, okay, all right. So now... The next time that we play, once we get out of lockdown or whatever, it'll be like, okay, cool. You can go and do this thing and you can go here and do that. And I'm not going to do the actual full campaign because I mm -hmm. do want to eventually kind of homebrew and bring their influence into it. But, um, yeah, I found it, it to be a lot more difficult to to do just because it, it is there in print and unless you're across the whole kind of story it's harder to be able to improvise and that sort of thing in those moments and still remain within the world of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I I'll read... ever do that. I don't think I'm ever going to do it. No. <laughs> That's fair enough. That, it does not suit you, Jack. No. Yeah. I mean, you're... it does not suit you at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I've only run Curse of Strahd mm. as a module and I ran it for a separate group. Um, and I didn't, I read the book roughly, um, but I wasn't doing as much reading before the games as I should have been. And so like I made a lot of errors with the world. Like I mashed towns together. Like I mashed two of the major centers together and had stuff from each of the others going on in the same one. And, but I like, again, I, maybe it's just, I don't care. Like yeah. I didn't care. I just, did it and nice. it was great and and i just carried it on and i took the lessons from that into our campaign and i think like like anything like you read it and there's some great stuff like curse of stride i love i love that campaign i think it's fantastic i think it's dark and there's some wonderful 
sort of um, the the story weaves around and and, and crisscrosses and things come back and um, you know I, I love seeing that happen and I love trying to set that up and and trying to get those aha moments for for uh, players mm. um, and hopefully the audience um, but uh, I think it's like like anything D and D like I think the more you worry about getting it right inverted commas the more like yeah the more difficult you make it for yourself Mm. and the more you just like have fun and let it flow and and hit those try and hit those major points and bring it all bring it all together um the better the experience is is going to be yeah 100 percent. and and the willingness to change what is i think because if it's pre-written it can feel like it has yeah. to happen but yep. the willingness yeah. to change that uh, i'm also yeah. running lost minds of fandelva for a couple of other <laughs> friends at the moment i just realized nerds. but um <laughs> it's 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 hailed as a really good starter set yeah. but it's actually a bit of a shit story some of it like mm. the main villain is really poorly Shut fleshed up. out no, but like, if you want to uh, sponsor us, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. It's well, fine. Like, I mean, yeah, we'll say anything. Yeah, yeah, we will. Like, we'll hire us as writers, guys. Um, have you listened to us? <laughs> no, but the, some of them you've got to change because it's not always it's not always going to fit what you're doing, or, or it's like mm, that doesn't yeah. make sense. And I think yeah. that the the uh, willingness to change that is important too. Mm. Yeah. Um, for, I think uh, let's let's have a final question. Yep. Um, uh, how do you come up with your names? Irene asks. Oh. <laughs> how did I? I uh, Thandor. Thandor. Yeah. Thandor Bloodborne, which his uh, surname never really kind of comes up very often. I think, I think I put my uh, it. Wasn't there like a whole episode on your surname? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't come up very often, though, is all I'm saying. It was like it was, he had his origin story. Just yeah. that one hour right. we spent on it. No, know? it wasn't an hour. It um, was more like three and then Ben edited it down. Yeah, it was really not very interesting. Um, <laughs> then Ben cut all the ums out and it was an hour. Yeah, yeah, because I, I um a lot. Uh, we all do. We all now do. I'm really trying not to um. Uh <laughs> Thandor, I think I put it into a fantasy name generator and just just like going through and just like scrolling through and then I think it was Thandor. Thandor came up uh, in that and then Bloodborne was as I was coming up with his backstory and about Tempest, um, God of War and and that kind of thing and then I had this idea about uh, if a child was orphaned by war, like their parents were killed in a war, then they were born in blood. Mm-hmm. And so then he, it was, it was blood born. And then for um, the Such and Such uh, family tree <laughs> was, it, it was, I, I was, I literally was just like, ah, oh, I like the name, like Bertrand, Bertrand works. And, it was, and Bertrand, and because of, Von Strad, I then went Bertrand Von, and then I was like, "Fuck, what's the surname?" Like, kind of like Bertrand Von such and such, and then it was yeah. I just kept on saying like <laughs> "fucking such and such," uh, like trying to, and I was like, oh, such and such." There'll just be such and such, and then I just changed the lettering on it, and it 
put it in an accent and it's like, <laughs> oh, such and such. Okay, great. <laughs> love it. Um, and so that's that's how um, Bertrand von, von such and such and now Hans was just because it was like, oh, fuck, Bertrand died. I need a new accent. I guess I'll go German. And it was like, what's the German name? Hans. Okay. He's Hans von such and such. That works. Cool. That's great. On to the next yeah. bit. Let's get into another yeah, episode. There's a cadence to it, I think. love that they're siblings and they have different When you accents. hit onto it, you're going to go, yeah. oh, yes, that's mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, they are sibling. Well, steps, uh, half, half, I don't know, half, bro- half brothers. <laughs> Step sure. brothers. I don't know. Sure. I just keep on coming up Did with we just things. become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Um, yeah, for me. Yeah, Lauren, how did you What's the origin this? story of Flo? Yeah, because she's a moon dragon. Get it? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 oh my god! I never got that. What? <laughs> How did you never get that? I never got that either. Uh, because I was way too caught up in how I was writing her into the story and how I was going to finish off my arc with the with what was going on with the moonstone oh stuff and the relation to the moon dragon. Oh my god! Amazing! I can't believe none of you got so that. Great. I feel like it did kind of oh, pass. I got it. No, I was with you. I was with you. I think you did. I think, I think I no, something. Lauren, I think you actually spoke about it a number of yeah. times. I was just preoccupied uh, with getting my campaign right. Just yeah. no one else yeah, was listening. Ben and I were, talk, were like, talking about the character. I was like, a dragon would be great. I've always wanted to be a dragon. Dragons is my energy. I am, you know, I have big dragon energy. And, um, <laughs> and and then it was like cool, uh, and it was and you were like, what kind of dragon? Like a and and then you re- ruffled off a few, and you said like moon dragon. I'm like fucking moon dragon. Shut the front door. What would that be? That would be fun. And then I'm like, yeah, be a girl. And I'm like, I'd be called Flo. I mean, obviously, obviously, if I'm the only girl coming like, into this um, thing, that I'm gonna come yep, in as cool. the fucking hardest girl I possibly can. <laughs> And start with a period joke by crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and then I actually realized that her last name is Puddle Puff. Because um, I. <laughs> Flo Puddle Puff. Florence Puddle Puff. Is that related to Puff the Magic no, Dragon? When I was in year four, I had a little. Uh, I, we wrote comic books um, and I invented a little dragon guy. Uh, and the way we came up with the comic book characters, you had the thing where someone else writes the top and someone writes the bottom and we rotated them in the class mm. and then you just got given one randomly and my little character's name was Zealione Zone I don't know some year four year old and then the last name was Puddle Puff so I was like Amazing. Puddle Puff's fucking no, great that's so, so much more wholesome head, than my mine. canon mm. my canon is that Florence is related to Zealione Zone Puddle Puff my grade four comic book character that's Amazing. fucking sick. That's great. That's so cool. <laughs> so well thought out Fuck as well. You. Your character names are so well thought out. Yeah. yeah. And then Epromia Fasting, Epromia is a kind of morning glory, <laughs> uh, which I, I had to. Again, yeah. I'm like, have you got to do a dick joke? This is yeah. how this works. And then Fosfine's yeah. like a kind of light <laughs> that you can't see from, that's not made from a sun, like a light source. So yeah. it'll get you morning uh. glory. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Ariki's song. Yeah. <laughs> well, it makes solid. Yeah. It's Be good at it's it. It's so good. Mm. Um Ariki's song was, I think, I think Ariki. I think I did a name generator thing mm. and then I realized that song could be a last name and then I was like, yeah, <laughs> be kind of funny if it was like apostrophe, there was an apostrophe there and it was a Riki's song and then that, that's that's what I, I came up with that. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> you just thought it'd be funny. Well, what, you don't have a deep origin story from primary school? Thread. What? No? No. Nah. Crazy, nah, yeah. nothing. But yeah, and that, yeah, that sparked us to write a whole thing. A whole campaign yeah. thing because it turns out if you, song is. the less work you do, the more work your DMs will do for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned something else. Um, <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then with uh, Curly, um, I came up with it because. Curly like the horse because I I was looking at two separate number name generators and noticed that uh, Curly came up for crabs and also horses and I thought that was funny so <laughs> so, so it's Curly like the horse um and uh, yeah. Louise which we never bothered to explain in the <laughs> Stride podcast no, which I think made it all better. Yeah. yeah. It's on Patreon in that episode 0, but you got to be ah. listening out for it after about an hour and 20 minutes of crab chat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say crap jack or no crab chat? <laughs> oh, crab chat. I also heard crab jab. I'm which sorry, is the same as crab. Which is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it is the same as crap jack. It's crab, crab, ja- crab chat is the same thing. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, uh, and yeah, what about Louise? Louise, well, uh, it was clear that she was going to be French because she came from the sea. Um, and Cannon. French name. Unless I, she was from the bit around Spain. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she was from the bit around Spain. Um, but she, I couldn't do a Spanish accent to save yeah. my life. So uh, some would argue I can't do a French accent to save my life either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, um, so I'd, I just, I'd, I was like, oh, Louis is a French name. How about Louise? So... You used to have a character named Lewis who was oh, an that's right. organizer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's who, right. Yeah. Who handed out pamphlets a yeah, lot. Yeah, was good. And this uh, this was an evolution of, of Louis, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I forgot about that. I'm so mm. glad you remembered. <laughs> As I said, the less you give, the more your DMs. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Louis was like a French revolutionary. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of name uh, as well. yeah. It's not. It's a king. It's yeah, the opposite it's nice. of the revolution. Yeah, 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 yeah but, totally. upholding yeah. the establishment but, you know, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, four, six, zero, yeah. one. Whatever. Move on. All right. They're <laughs> complex characters. <laughs> um, how about uh, how how'd you come up with um, Snatch, Ben? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I Did take it back. I'm not the snatch. first one to make a female I'm, anatomy joke on this show. <laughs> it wasn't. Funnily enough, it wasn't actually a female anatomy joke. But I, I start with Ragyog first because there's a okay. bit more fun in in the snatch name. But Ragyog is just because cleric of Lathander light. Ragyog is fuck. I can't. Dutch or Swedish or something for 
light, oh, cool. Hungarian. So I went with Ragyog. Awesome. Um, but Snatch, when we were first playing uh, or first first talking about it, I was, I don't really know what name and I had two really quite boring fantasy names and um, Emil was just like, you should call him Pop and Crumple Snatch. <laughs> And it was so funny. It was so funny, but I was still like really taking it super serious. I was like, oh, yeah. no, I can't call him Pop and Crumple Snatch. And we, we, I've thought about it for ages and ages. And then I eventually came around and was like, no, that's a great idea for a full name, but he's just going to be known as Snatch. But in our backstory of the podcast, it never, ever came up until Danny finally brought it in at like book two, episode 20 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember in the house, because Danny and Emil and I lived together, like we were coming up with heaps of those kinds of names, which were heaps oh, of fun. Man. And I'd, For fucking ages. I just brought up, found my notes in my phone. Like we had, um, it could have been Boppin' Long Croggins. Oh, Boppin'. Snackling Thimble Pop. <laughs> We we had so many dumb ones. Crambling stinkle fart. <laughs> um, snitching bumble fat. Like we were just like oh, heaps of so heaps good. of names that kind of flaky we, crumble stump. We found the formula. Yeah, for that's how a formula. That's like an R-rated Harry yeah. Potter and then formula. Just went right like, oh boom. man, I think I meal was fucking firing them. Uh, here's one. Siggy faps a lot. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Siggy. Oh, oh why do we not get into faps a lot? This is a whole campaign. <laughs> I know, I know. Imagine oh. if that was all of our character names. Yeah. Oh, I, never, like, I never really, because he was going into What a into family the, tree that could have been. Well, exactly right. And the whole disguise thing, I think for a bit I was thinking of bringing that in. I only ever really found uh, one I think one moment in book two somewhere I disguised and came up with one of the names for Franklin Frog Froggle Stomp or something. I don't know. But, um, hey, there's still book three to come. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe I'll, yeah, that's maybe true. I'll bring yeah. back. I'll give yeah. you reason to disguise. Your extended, all your cousins rock up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They all sound exactly yeah. like Snake. <laughs> and as with when when our cousins rock up, it's, uh, it's probably. What, um, what about Greg and Aileen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're okay. getting ready to leave again for up. cutting me off, Jack. That's Greg's the second time in three episodes. So. Greg, Greg's here. It's time to go. Uh, time, oh fuck! Don't listen to this shit. Um, I when I when I came up with Alan, that's no, right. To... When I when I came up with Alan, um, I was like the last person to pick a character for our um, campaign because I was like, oh, I'll just pick. I'll just pick something that fits in with what everyone else and, and balances the party, um, yeah. which talks talks to how much I, you know, love the rules in 3.5 mm-hmm. before we played 5th edition. But I really, I was, I was like, oh, I'd like to play a paladin. And Ben was like, oh, no, you can't, you can't play a paladin because Dan's playing a cleric fighter and you'll, You'll outshine him, and he'll be really upset. Ah! So, because a cleric, a cleric slash fighter is a paladin. A paladin. Yeah. yeah, but I wanted um, more spells. Well, not really, yeah. but we all know how multi-classing works. So. Yeah, yeah, but paladins are better. So, um, <laughs> so I was, uh, yeah, and I, I just, I. That's um, an episode for our. Uh... That's a whole different thing. So yeah. I'd, um, 
yeah, I, I settled on a spellcaster and a sorcerer. And there's, there's actually a record of us writing up our characters somewhere in the vault, which I, is like a yeah. couple of hours of just it's like very messy table Three talk. hours. Yeah, it's yeah, a big of job. Of us talking over the top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big job to edit into something releasable. Yeah. Uh. Um, but in that, yeah, you can hear me come up with it. But I, I was, um, I was, I, I was in love with a Key and Peel sketch where they do the roll call. Yes, um, it's the basketball. And he gets all the names wrong. The, the basketball. Oh, okay, oh he's right, just no, in a classroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he just gets all the names of all the students <laughs> and uh, students wrong and um, Jay Qualen and uh, A. A. Ron. Um, and I was obsessed with Aaron, and uh, I I knew because Asmr starts with two A's. I thought it was an A Um and so it just it just grew from there. And I was like, oh, Aaron's good, but it, it's it's too. I'm taking too much from that um, sketch. I need to come up with um, a start and an end, and and I wanted something really boring, so I just went with Alan. <laughs> um, and I, so A Aylan. Uh, Aaron Aon was born. Do you know what? I never realized that it was just Alan until Alan. Yeah, until like, and I'd even drawn it in pictures and stuff. And I didn't realize it was just Alan until it was, <laughs> we went to a, a live show, and Greg's partner Jade was said to me, "I just love it. It's like all of these like elaborate names, and then just Alan, and then <laughs> <laughs> oh my god." It was the best when I um, changed my Twitter handle to uh, Alan A Aaron Aon, and my Twitter handle was just Alan Aaron Aon. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put the apostrophes in. Uh, yeah, there's no apostrophes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to You got to put put the emphasis on the right syllable. Yeah, that's, that's right. True. Yeah. That's true. Do we get oh, to gold. Do we get to do new names and that pretentiousness for book three or not? No, sorry, we don't get we, we don't get new characters. That'll be continuing. No, it's no. continuing. You you can no. well, I mean, you, you can could do a new character. I was just because I I wanted to unless you wanted to be Flo. Again. I didn't do it intentionally, but I've got Flo, and this character is called Mo, so I yeah. feel like I've created a bit of a monster. Flomo. And so the next one's going to be called like Joe or Fomo Crow or yeah. Fomo, something that rhymes with that. Crow. Ew. Scomo. <laughs> Scomo. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's one of the arch devils. <laughs> Scomo from marketing. <laughs> Scomo from marketing. Uh, oh, well, thanks for listening to our um, deep dive into our own histories through the mailbag. Mm. There are a few questions left over, so we might have to do another record another time. I can't yeah. wait to... to- do another deep dive. Into I mean, we'll have to ask ego. Emil some of these questions about <laughs> yeah, names as well. Fill but in if, all the of blanks. course, you have any more questions? Yeah, mm. shoot them our way because um, this has been fun. Yeah. yeah. If you're a patron, hit us up on Discord. If you're not a patron and you want to join the Discord, um, hit us up on social media. Um, and if you've got any questions and you don't want to join the Discord, hit us up on social <laughs> media as well. Just send them straight yeah. to at Dice Paper Roll yeah. on 
uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. But also, like, if you've gotten this far and you're not a patron by now, like, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, mate. Come on, bro. Come, come, bro. Come, bro. Throws a dollar a month. Go on. Yeah. Come on. What, what are you even thinking come. of in the middle of a recession? <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Oh. oh. I don't want to spend one US oh. dollar a month. <laughs> oh. oh, the global economy is <laughs> out of whack. Oh, oh, I can barely afford my power bills. Like oh, what? You know, fuck. what? It's Get one dollar. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, Seriously. I lost my job. You're my big kids nerd. are hungry. Mm. <laughs> uh, fuck. What's worse, yeah. people that make a Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast or people that listen to one? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the people that make it. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, no, nah, but seriously, if you are struggling, hit us up. We'll uh, yeah. We'll sort you out. Yeah, we'll throw you some extra content. But if anyone wants to join the Discord, hit us up as well. Yeah. We'll give you content, not money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We can't guarantee that you will be content. Yeah. We'll pay we need money to give exposure to us. Uh, Uh, All right. Bye bye. everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.